0: Walking in the winter wonderland In the meadow we can build a snowman And pretend that he is Parson Brown He'll say, are you married? We'll say, no man But you can do the job while you're in town That's it. Who the fuck is Parson Brown? I don't want to Google it. So that's a little acapella Christmas music. Um, I just thought it'd be fun to do it. It took me like five, maybe 10 minutes to do. And I just used my voice and, uh, bounced it and put it into the episode. So trying to incorporate more music into the thing, I'm going to nail it eventually. I'm going to get, I'm going to get there, people. Uh, yeah, today I, uh, uh, well not today because I'm recording this post podcast episode. My last intro was when I was super sleep deprived and I sound like a fucking fool. And I was like, I'm probably can, you know, just going to clean it up and redo it. So here I am. Here we are. Hope you're uh, having a good time, whatever you're doing. Um, Or not, you know, you do you, right? Uh, This episode is brought to you by Arcadia Meat Market. Uh, Arcadia Meat Market is my favorite butcher shop to go to. Uh, Not only because of the cool guys, but the cool products they offer. Anywhere from local heirloom, (laughs) ancient grain uh, milled pasta to the whole slew of animal products you can get uh including raw milk and eggs and and even microgreens and and uh and not just you know not just meat meats the bulk of it but then you also get wine there local wine local beer and uh their meat is phenomenal it's the quality is just out, outstanding you can ask them where it comes from and what at what date it was slaughtered they know everything like is that that's so cool that's what we want that's what we're looking for you know that's what people talk about when it comes to everyone's talking about buying local and buying you know and buying into the idea that you know the idea that we used to kind of possess as a society to 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 know where your food's coming from, you know, and we don't, you know, we, we got, we lost that, but people are definitely, you know, it's the, it's the big trend nowadays to know that. And so, okay, well, what better way to explore that trend than to go to Arcadia Meat Market, especially when you fuckers live in Phoenix? Um, and I know some of you have been there. Sure, sure, sure. But some of you haven't. And if you're a meat eater, go there and buy some high quality stuff. Don't go to... Don't go to Whole Foods or don't go to fucking Sprouts where they, they label shit just so it looks good and just so it, it sells to you. Because a lot of the stuff on labeling is just marketing and it's not necessarily about quality or about truth or transparency. And so Arcadia, kinda, Arcadia Meat Market seems seeks, not seems, they seem, but they also seek to, uh, to put transparency back in the food chain, the food system. Right, they are a butcher shop that specializes in sourcing the highest quality meats and provisions from local farms and purveyors whenever possible. Their mission is to create transparency in that food chain, uh, so you know what you're eating the meal. Uh, the meal meat they sell was either pastured or free ranged, uh, raised humanely without the use of antibiotics or hormones. It means these cows are out there grazing on grass, not just being fed in a feedlot, not being penned up with minimal uh, square footage per cow. They're actually being, you know. Cows out there in the wild, just walking around, mooing and shit, and developing character in the meat, and they have a better life because of it. Because that's what they're supposed to do. They're not supposed to be sitting in this fucking disgusting lot with other cows, getting sick, and therefore having to, you know, necessitate antibiotics. And I could look into why antibiotics are bad for us. I can't remember why. You know, I'm not perfect, but, um, you know, all all cows are grass fed. Even fucking feedlot cows, they're just finished with corn. And guess what corn is? Grass. (laughs) Haha, it's just the seed of the grass, so it's different. Sugar content and most of the corn that these cows are getting fed is not necessarily the best quality of corn. Same with the grass. So you can get grass-fed beef at Whole Foods. You're like, oh, cool, I'm fucking doing good shit, but it's just not corn finished. It's still grass-fed, and it's not good grass. They're not out there finding it themselves. You're bringing it to them, and it's probably fucking industrially farmed. (laughs) example of how labeling just fucking makes you makes you a little fucking duped doopy uh anyway arcadia meat market kind of removes that um that stress and that worry and promise you you go in there and you talk to them and you will be highly convinced that their product is superior and they are offering my listeners 15 percent off ground beef uh to uh anyone who mentions tell your mom i love her podcast uh when you go into the shop. So please go check them out and mention me and tell them that I say hi. And, uh, I look forward to hearing how you feel about them. Uh, without further ado, I'm going to welcome Chris Fox into the episode. This is a fun little quick one. Hopefully, uh, you gain some insight. All right. Enjoy. Okay. We're live. Okay. You scared rolling. We're rolling. We're rolling. We're here. I'm here with Chris Fox. We've been talking for like maybe two hours now. I don't know. Hour and a half. Um, just catching up, but I figured we can just get this show on the, uh, on the show. I don't know the word. I've slept like five hours last night and I don't do well with lack of sleep. Do you sleep good at night?
1: I don't sleep actually. No, no, no. Just a
0: restless being.
1: Yeah. About four hours a night.
0: Really? (laughs) I'm not kidding. Really? Oh God. (laughs) So bad for you, Chris.
1: Uh, You know, it is what it is, man. I find a way to make it work. One day you have to be an will Get back. You know? It's just for a season.
0: You know? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's reckoning that same with nicotine. Yeah, yeah this is for a season.
1: Exactly. You can't be too hard on yourself. you know? Yeah. Just, treat yourself, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, and and with like with um, just pe- everyone has a different like limitation, and um, everyone's physical abilities like differ in the fact that like some people are more apt to like have less sleep and handle it for me and my physical reaction to lack of sleep is like not good i just don't do well physically and it's really hard for me to go through it without like taking stimulants um so that's my third cup of coffee today I, yeah.
1: like, otherwise i'm like a foghead. you know definitely have a bit of a caffeine addiction right? okay that helps a lot with it okay um but i don't know i got used to like not just having to do what you have to do right like on minimal hours of sleep like obviously being like in the you know the restaurant industry and bartending and stuff like that you know oftentimes like you're going to bed at like four in the morning and then yeah if you have other shit that you're trying to do during the day like wake up know, at nine or ten you gotta do what you gotta do yeah but then also like football too like you know waking up for like 5 30 a.m lifts and then to go to practice and all that kind of stuff that's but crazy like so at you the same time you're 20 and want to. You know,
0: you were in college. You okay? Can, can you like tell everybody what you, what you did? <clears throat> Introduce yourself a little bit, tell us about who you are because I know who you are, but people don't.
1: Uh, yeah. So, I'm Chris Fox. Uh, I'm from here, I'm from Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, I, you know, grew up playing football, basically, was raised in the football <coughs> field. And, uh, you know, as a kid, I thought that, that was like going to be you know, basically the only route that I was going to go to college. Like, neither of my parents uh, really finished college or anything like that, so it wasn't like a huge you know, it wasn't like the track was like laid out for me. Like a lot of people have, you know, like college savings and things like that, the people set up for them and things. So, you know, I just looked at that as like my, uh, my way to sort of, uh, you know, advance my place in life and put a lot into it. And so I ended up getting a scholarship, played football at Utah State. Um, it was there for about two years, but it was kind of like the whole thing where they say like, don't meet your hero, you know? So I kind of got there and it wasn't really what I thought it was going to be, you know? So you get more of the education that, they want to give you not necessarily the education that you want to re- receive, you know, that you're, yeah, you want to, you know, apply yourself towards. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I did that. And, you know, we could talk about that for probably the whole hour if you wanted to, but um, that was like a whole lifetime ago. And so, you know, since then after giving the scholarship back, it was kind of like fueled with that, you know, what some people would look at as like a golden opportunity, like having your school paid for and, you know, potentially being on the track to like play in the NFL and, everything that comes with that and stuff like that, like just giving yeah, that, giving that like back your field with like, <coughs> okay, well now you got this chip in your shoulder. I have to prove that like that investment of returning that was, you know, worthwhile to sort of the people that were counting on you for it. Right. You know, yeah. the people that have said that they believed in you your whole life and things like that. So, but for me, it was just like, I wanted to find something that was worth it, you know, cause it seemed like kind of empty. Yeah. Um, and yeah, since then, uh, you know, I went down to U of A for a couple of years. I, I, Took me seven years to get my bachelor's degree, um, including those <laughs> two. But the reason was because I was just trying, like, literally everything that like interested me and that I thought could be, you know, a good use of, like I said, like that investment in, in returning the, the scholarship and. and, and all yeah, that. Yeah, it's
0: exploratory, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I went to art school. I was a you know <laughs> elementary education uh, major for a while. Forgot for, about uh, that. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was, it was, you know, I just I looked at football as kind of like part of like this like overall problem like with society that i like for a reason noticed at that time that mm. you know we we kind of like distract ourselves from like these like painful experiences like you know i always use the analogy like when you when you first like meet somebody or when you greet somebody we have this greeting of like hey how are you i'm good like you know and it's just like kind of if what you were, the fuck if, does that mean yeah like <laughs> if you were to stop and say like Oh, no, well, actually, no, I'm dealing with this thing right now. Like, people would not, we wouldn't want to talk to you. I got a shit really bad, and
0: I'm depressed, and this girl I'm talking to hasn't responded yet, and so... Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) and so, like, we have this, like, I don't know, like, it's not okay to not be okay type thing, you know? And, you know, we have all these things in place that, like, make it okay to that they kind of facilitate that, you know, and like I looked at sports as like one of those things. Like it's like a form of escapism to where like you can go and do that and like forget about the rest of like, okay, that's a good or, point, yeah. Um, or go to a sporting event. Like you know, it's the same thing with like you know. At the time, I made the connection with like how our um, you know restaurants and stuff like that are set up as well. To where it's like you know this like fatty food kind of indulging like yourself and like you know you're distracting yourself even in that sense with you know like beer and alcohol and in in food that tastes good but isn't necessarily good for you, good for you yeah you know? um but anyway so yeah so like just went on this like kind of journey of self-exploration and um tried to learn as much as i can about everything that i could and got into yoga um really went down like a you know kind of a spiritual rabbit hole for a while yeah you did yeah and uh got that know. whole brahmin sleep dude yeah yeah so so that was fun
0: yeah Dude, that's what I mean. I met you shortly after you kind of dove into that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and uh, <clears throat> I mean, you 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 were like place. you were like my spiritual teacher for a while, man. Like we really connected, and you like you've given me a lot of insight. Is that Mike's stand bothering you? It's kind of it's awkward. You'll you'll get used to it.
1: Uh, yeah, no, it's just different. It's new for me. You know? I know, I know.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> weird to see Chris out of his element. It's fun. It's kind of fun. I'm just watching here. I'm like watching him get more comfortable. <laughs> it's
1: weird. I like feel nervous right now. It's like. Uh, it's just a,
0: because there's eyes on you
1: I feel like I'm in trouble oh you're such a, you're <laughs>
0: such a bad boy dude well it's know. like because you yeah you hear your voice and you're not hearing it through all your bone structure in your face you're just hearing it through that you know the microphone input yeah. and yeah. I've got like a little EQ on it too so we sound more rich so yeah. it's boosting certain things was we- like more we sound radio
1: more we sound very uh, established. I and sound this, this like I have a lot more money. Like yeah, greed like and caviar.
0: <laughs> it's like Chris, you you sound great in real life, but on that podcast, man, you sound like you were loaded. Like, what do you? <laughs> what's your secret? Um, I'm yeah. So I met you <clears throat> when you're kind of heavy into yoga and spirituality, and you taught me a lot, man. You taught me about Kali. I mean, as you can see, I have a Kali statue right there, and I I noticed were, that it made me smile. You, like, you like, see my Kali tattoo.
1: I don't think so now. Instagram, actually. Yeah. I've seen it on Instagram.
0: I'm getting it finished in uh, February, but. Oh, I love it. There's a few things that are not quite what, uh, like as accurate as I would have liked to gun, but that's like,
1: okay, man, like I, I, I feel you on that. Cause like, that's kind of how I was with mine. Like I have, uh, yeah. Uh, Brahma, Shiva and Vishnu, uh-huh. um, as a sleeve for the, for the <clears throat> audience out there. And, um, Yeah, when I first got mine, I was, like, hyper-obsessive with every single little detail, right? And, like, because it it is important. Well, they all
0: represent a certain... Everything on there is there for a reason. We we see these blue characters. We don't realize that, like, Mm. the reason why they're holding this head is because this head is ego or whatever the hell. Like, you know, they all represent something. And Mm. then once you kind of, like, hear about that, you're like, oh, this is actually super fascinating. Mm. Like, this is a religion that I've had no exposure to until I was, like, 21. Yeah, You know, I'm like, that's... you know, and there's some truth there too.
1: Well, um, yeah, and it's not common to be exposed to that, like in our culture. Like, we don't, no, yeah, it's our, our the, the main stream religions in our culture here in America. Like, teach you to not ever look into any other religion. Yeah, ever, you like know?
0: no, we we are it. Uh, yeah. Don't listen to the Hare Krishnas at all, and
1: <laughs> yeah, and don't even like try to though. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: like, yeah. It doesn't hurt anything. I mean, it it's it all stems from. I mean, Hinduism is the than all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, it's all. I mean it's all the same stories just <clears throat> spoken from a different cultural like context. You know? Yeah. So
0: absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, so that's when I met you. So you were, so you're what, what, 24 when you got into all that or,
1: um, like at
0: what, at what age did you, and like what, what sparked the, cause you did yoga and football, right? And that's where you're kind of like,
1: yeah, like first time I did yoga was like my senior year of uh high school. They brought in a yoga teacher. <clears throat> uh, her name was Harmony. And, uh, sounds was with a bunch of uh yeah, yeah. Yeah. but uh yeah it was like a bunch of football players whatever and like so that was the very first time i did it and then um didn't really you know think much into it at that time and then uh when i got to utah like uh you know i always had stiff hips and so they put me in like an actual yoga class like that was uh you know like on the universities like what is that called like the registry of classes or whatever you know okay um so we did that, and, like, again, it was all football players in that class, too. It was, like, a special football class, whatever. <laughs> but she got really into, like, the breathing aspect of it. So, um, like, the ujjayi breath, and, uh, you know, I just uh, started to take it more seriously, and I would apply, like, the ujjayi breath, like, while we were doing our conditioning and stuff like that, and, like, I, there'd be, you know, dudes, like, bent over, and I'd be like, okay, yeah, we're chilling, because it slows your heart rate, you know, and it, like, um, I actually felt, like, the physical, like...
0: Can you explain ujjayi breath? <clears throat> um, I've heard it before. I just don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <clears throat>
1: Yeah. So like <laughs> the way that I would explain it, like in, uh, or teach it in like classes that I would teach, um, is like, if you hold your hand in front of your face like this, mm-hmm. it's like a, a mirror or a window or something and open your mouth and then breathe on your hand. Like you're trying to fog the glass.
0: Uh, so okay. you're kind
1: of constricting the back of your throat and, um, okay. but then you, you know, close your mouth and keep the same throat constriction and, and just breathe through your nose. So, like, on the inhale, it's almost like a snore and exhale, almost like you're trying to clear your throat, but your mouth is shut and you're breathing through your nose. There's a slight constriction in the back of your throat. So it helps you regulate, like, how long your breaths are so you can slow down your breath while still taking in the same amount of oxygen and releasing the same amount of oxygen. Um, And so then doing that, that, you know, calms the mind. The mind follows breath and uh, slows the heart rate down if it's uh, elevated and lowers the body temperature and it's just overall, like, calm and soothing.
0: That's cool. And, like... you cool with this you want some oh yeah okay cool i figured as much um the cool thing about that is like that stands out to me because like i see that a lot in myself i think that's one of the reasons why we get along is we apply certain things we learn in one aspect of our life and you use it to apply it to others you know using this simple just as simple as like a breathing technique you're applying it to football and how many people in your yoga class really did that Probably not a lot. Yeah, probably not. Because you have that different spark in your brain, that different ambitious spark. That's like, how can I, how can I utilize this information I'm getting now to enrich other parts of my life? I mean, that's how I look at it. I'm not sure if I mean. I would assume it's the same, but
1: yeah. I mean, I guess I've never really thought about that like too consciously. Like you know what I mean? I, I think for me, it's just like. I just try to look at, our, look at life like as like a culminating experience, you know, it's so like nothing's not related. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not like football's unrelated to yoga. Like they are the same thing, you know? Sure. Um, any, you, you know, but I, I guess you are right though, in the sense that that's probably a unique way of looking at things. Better.
0: It's just seeing how they connect, you know, yeah. it's thinking the overlap where like, how can this apply to here to enrich this experience? I mean, I see that way with going to school for recording, mm. right. And you learn about EQ and balance, um, and I apply that to cocktails, you know, and I apply that to songwriting, you know, cause like you picture, <coughs> you picture bass, treble and mid, right. Mm-hmm. There's plenty more than just that, but right. right. You have your three kind of like simple things. If you want your bass to be louder, doesn't mean you turn the bass up. You just turn the mids and trebles down, mm-hmm. so that you're changing the perception of it. So I'm like, oh, okay. Well, instead of adding more lemon juice, just make a cocktail with less sugar, so mm-hmm. that the lemon juice is perceptibly more apparent. You know, mm-hmm. so taking that's my example of like a crossover. But I see. I mean, I apply, anything I do has crossover in all of, in mm-hmm. all of what I do. Gardening. I mean, like podcast It's, there's all, there's all this crossover and, but each of them gets better through other actions I do, which is really cool. Yeah. I play better piano, the better I play guitar, vice versa.
1: I mean like, so everything is governed by the same like set of like truths, like mm-hmm. capital T truth. Oh right yeah. I'm saying right. Like that's one of those stuff. things
0: that stuck with me and cheers by the way, dude. Thank you. So good to see cheers you and make good eye to contact you. when you cheers. Otherwise it doesn't count. Cheers. Yeah. Um, we're drinking tomorrow, of course, on the podcast, because that's what we do here.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, the capital T truths, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. The, 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 it's, uh, the, you know, what's the word? There's no category, you know, it's like the governing truths over everything, right? And when you, absolute. when you hear them, you feel them, yeah, absolute truths, exactly. Yeah,
0: it kind of permeates underneath it. It's like the, it's like the same water source, but different wells.
1: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you know, and like, that's what everything exists within, Yeah. Know? like, that's just how it is. But in our heads, like in order for us to comprehend things, we have to compartmentalize them. Yeah. And, uh, that's what our society does. Like most people, and I don't even know if that's fair to say, but like, I would say that it is generally like commonplace at the very least that, you know, we're kind of raised to go and get a job and work 40 hours a week. But like that job should be separate from our life. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Yeah like that shit is so annoying for me it crosses over too much i can't yeah
1: yeah and like i feel like for people to live fulfilled like there needs to at least be like a little bit of themselves and what they do for that amount of time like that's you know i don't know how many hours there are actually like in a full week but 168 yeah i mean it's like a lot of time that we're spending during the week on something that shouldn't necessarily be talked about at home or whatever like i don't know i just feel like 168 yeah yeah we have this like a disconnect between things because we compartmentalize them and it kind of brings it back to the conversation I think we were having just before we started recording about like mm-hmm. the different um like religions. Like, you know, yeah. each religion is kind of from Christianity's standpoint, like it's all separate from Christianity and this is the one true God or whatever. Like and so many of the main religions kind of have that that like our way is the right way and all that kind of stuff. But like it's the same thing just spoken about from a different cultural context. Like Yeah, a different perspective. It's all the same thing.
0: Yeah. And once you realize that kind of thing, your perspect, your own personal perspective, I mean, you, you, you're you tapping into that objective, right? Mm-hmm. That kind of like, that, that kind of truth of the capital T, mm-hmm. you know, and you're kind of tapping into like, okay, well I'm seeing this. If I'm, li- if you listen to someone else's point of view, your worldview changes mm-hmm. because you are no longer, Bound by your own perception, you know, once I can kind of like try to extend my compassion and my, um, my point of view to like, to try to extend it towards where you're at and try to see where you're looking at. You're just a different set of eyes gazing potentially on the same thing. I mean, that could be argued if you want to get into fucking string theory and bullshit, but I don't really have the capacity for that. But, um, uh, I, I, I think it just, especially like just listening to other arguments, I think is so fascinating, uh, especially when you, at least in the religion side of things is like, it just gains a better perspective of the world. And it like, makes me less judgmental, less hateful. makes my, my time on earth easier and more loving and enjoyable. Absolutely, like, man. Yeah. I live in fucking Arcadia with the, with the cookiest cutterest of people. And I just love it. I'm like, you guys are on your bikes. You guys are having fun. You're going to brunch. You're eating industrial farm meat and grains and, and drinking your beer and I love it. I hope you're having a great time.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's okay, man. Like it's all, uh, I don't know. There's no intrinsic, like good or bad. And I think yeah, we're all, you know, doing the best we can with the inf- information that we've had in our lives. Like we're all trying to make, we all are making the best possible decisions that we can be making given our life circumstances. Yeah. And what we've learned and all the information that we've received.
0: You know? Yeah. We're just children with, uh, life experiences compiled.
1: Yeah. And I've been saying like, well, I was saying for a, a, a chapter, like one chapter ago, probably in my life a lot, um, you know, seek first to understand then to be understood, you know, and like, for me, like, I relate to that, like, as a kid, it's fucking weird now that I like, am an adult realizing it and like looking back on it and sharing it with other people. And they've been like, Oh, that's a little bit of a weird thing. I realized that it's a little bit odd. But uh, yeah, when I was a kid, I would always I, I would like be a, like, I was sort of like a loner <clears> for a little while um, as like an elementary kid mm-hmm. and uh like at recess i'd kind of find myself like sitting there or like you know anytime that you have downtime e- even in the classroom or like when you have to line up and shit like that you know i would like sit there and i'd like think about other people and try to just like just put myself like, in their perspective and like think about what they might be feeling and all that kind of stuff like that's cool I, just, I did that as a kid and like i don't know where it came from i don't know why i did it and looking back like i said yeah i realize now that it's like a unique thing and it, i think that that was like like first like building block of like, I don't know, I have like a natural like way of like trying to first understand and, you know, see things from other people's perspective. And I think that's a big thing that like you have to be willing to be vulnerable, you know, in order to in um, humility. Yeah. Yeah. In order, in order to truly like understand somebody from the Mm -hmm. standpoint that you believe them, you believe that they are speaking their truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not like in any way, taking away from your truth, you know, like we all have all of these truths that like mm-hmm. I said, I we're making the best decisions and only acting on the information that we've received in our lives. And everybody is doing that at all times. So like, it's all always right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Like, it, even the bad stuff, like it's all always right. Like based off of like every other circumstance that led up to whatever that thing is that is, you know, defined as bad, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like the most vicious, like, you know, atrocities in the world. Like, all happened from a series of just information where people were making the best decision that they could with the information they had been given yeah. you know what i mean the and amount
0: of events there, so they're yeah. going to spark from us just talking right now
1: yeah you know and uh out of any any circumstance like it can spark another chain of events that could lead to like a massively good improvement for like mm-hmm. the overall humanity or world or universe or whatever is most important i don't even know but like it's, it's definitely yeah. not any individual person you know yeah. what I mean? like we're all just uh part of the the greater thing like no more no less than anybody or anything else yeah like, we're
0: just self-aware monkeys man yeah. trying to figure out how to we're like
1: we're matter perceiving <laughs> matter that's kind of that's how i've always tried to like put it it's like we're just yeah. matter perceiving matter like we're the same thing as like a little like rock out there but we're also the same thing as like the niagara Falls, so like the most beautiful like thing that you can ever see in nature like you are that but also like you're the most vicious things that you ever see out there as well. We're also that, you know Mm -hmm. what I
0: mean? I understand that dichotomy of it and the light and the dark. You're both, you know, and you can, the cool thing is we have choice to act on them. You know, Mm -hmm. there's some weird hardwired shit where like mob mentality like kicks in and people get weird. And, but yeah, I mean, just, I'm simultaneously at defeated by humans uh, and completely hopeful for humans. (laughs) It's like, there's not really, and there's gray area, of course, but like it's, I sometimes I never even know what the fuck I think about people. I'm like, I love everyone. I'm like, also, I'm like I fucking, I can't believe the actions that people like, t- just the things that people do is confound me, but it's also like, you're, you were just a kid once and you went through a series of events in your life that led you to be who you are right now. And we went in this interaction and I kicked you out of my bar and we don't like each other. But like, I don't hate you because you just, are on this path and i'm on my path you know
1: i have a really funny um in the same vein as all of this right like yeah the, like positivity and like you know trying to uh you know be more understanding and, and all that kind of stuff right like in the same vein as all this like there's one thing that lately and i would say like even more so than like <laughs> anything that i've probably told you before like when it comes to any of this that uh has really stuck and like <laughs> proved itself to be true and actually like has a much deeper um I don't know, like, kind of spiritual or philosophical meaning than what I'm about to say, but it's like my mantra lately, and okay. it helps a lot. Some people suck. Okay. And it sounds a little bit heartless, but like and when you start to think about it, like <laughs> when you start some to, people do suck. Some people suck, man. Like, and at the end of the day, like, <laughs> man, it lowers your expectations, and you know, really, like, I think that the key to to not having those like, you know, really high like emotional like swings and ups and downs and stuff like that is like to detach yourself from expectations just to not have them like you shouldn't have expectations you know yeah should all just be like you know we're grateful for the the moment that is about to approach and you know interacting with that moment without a you know a hope or an attachment to whatever the next one is you know
0: yeah trying to read the fucking future who the hell do you think you are
1: yeah but we try to control that though yeah like we do oh yeah i love control But it's disappointing because it's never going to go exactly like we want it to. So It might go better, might go worse, yeah. Yeah, but it will never go exactly. Sure. It it won't, you know. And so at the end of the day, we're just setting ourselves up for failure with that. But anyways, back to the some people suck thing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it lowers that kind of like expectation for like, it it basically like allows you to not have a, uh, you know, predefined like set of parameters like people should behave this way you know what i'm saying and if yeah. they don't then i'm gonna be upset with them well that's, you know some people suck so it's not that bad right You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, yeah and and you know it, sometimes we suck too you know what I, mean? I was just like, gonna say that it, yeah it, it, sometimes some we're those sometimes. people like yeah it's, it's uh, yeah. i don't know i it's suck just, all the time man yeah yeah it's been one of those things that like for whatever reason it's made me feel good lately <laughs> i like that because it it, it's true man and as long as you can have the humility to like say that sometimes you're one of those people too like then it's, it's all good. Yeah. We just, we have to realize that like, that's the we're thing. We're not perfect and nobody else is. Yeah.
0: yeah. And that's, it's humility is a huge, it's a huge keyword. And like, it's so people, it is okay to be humble. It's okay to recognize that you were wrong. I recognize that I'm wrong all the time. I spe- I say some stuff about pastured fucking beef. And earlier on this, on my, on my intro, I talk about, cause I'm sponsored by Arcadia Meat Market and they, um, they they raise they they purchase from um, a partnership of uh, pasture raised beef where it's actually out grazing grass natives nice. and it's exposed to the the outdoors and it's walking around and so I, I say stuff about that but at the end of the day I'm like I could be wrong there could be stuff that I'm missing fact wise and you know I, I get fact checked and I accept that and I move on and I learn from it you know where mm-hmm. some people we kind of get into a stubborn side and it's funny because you're talking about um, being a child and and like extending your your per your perspective to other people's perspectives. And I didn't start <clears throat> doing that. Um, I mean, I kind of did. I would I remember one pivotal moment or not even pivotal, but just a memorable moment was when I was like, well, maybe like seven years old. We're at Starbucks. I see this dude eating alone. I just got so sad. I was just like, Oh man, that guy's eating alone. I wonder what that must be like. And he's probably fine. He's probably you know what I mean. He's probably like, I'm enjoying my food right now, this is good. But he looks sad. I'm like, I just wanna hang with you, man. Like you Mm -hmm. shouldn't have to eat alone. Like I still I still don't like seeing people alone. It kinda bums me out. Like but
1: there's also a difference though, and I don't mean interrupt, but there's also a difference between applying our own perspective to somebody else's and like truly trying to see theirs. You know what I mean?
0: That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Trying to like trying to like try to put yourself in their shoes. Like, what did this guy go through? Like but at the end of the day I mean you can only predict so much, but um but I didn't really start recognizing <laughs> it's going to sound silly that people were different until I was uh, probably 17 and started smoking weed. And that was one of the huge, I guess downloads I got from smoking weed was, you know, um, I would just think deeply and I'd be like, Oh shit, people are fucking different. Everyone's got their own, mm-hmm. their own thing. And it was just looking back now, it's just like, Oh Yeah duh that's inherent but some people don't think that man some people are stuck you know and
1: yeah I mean I think kind of I think it at least to some extent goes back to like what I was saying how like in our in our culture like you know from a mainstream American culture like it's not okay to talk about the vulnerable things you know like yeah how you doing good cool you know so we assume obviously everybody's the same because how you doing good you know what I mean like it's they yeah,
0: fake it till they make it or whatever. And or
1: yeah, really, I think it's just a vulnerability thing. Like it's not acceptable to be vulnerable, you know, because you can be hurt then. And yeah, you know, our, almost everything in our society is based off of like putting one side against the other and it's competition, right? Like that is the founding, like the foundation of the structure of our, of the American culture is competition. You yeah. Know, capitalism. We're still monkeys, dude. Um, and so given that everything's a competition then everything is a threat and so given that everything is a threat we should always be afraid and since we're always afraid we can never be vulnerable oh but yeah that is no way to live like
0: no and, and it, it, it it causes you to miss out on so <laughs> much beauty in life there's so much beauty in, in understanding those things, you and, know? Yeah,
1: and, and, and beauty in people and beauty in yourself and beauty in your story and, and, and like, your power as well. Like, mm-hmm. like it, you give away your power living that way. Like, if you're constantly afraid, then you're you're admittedly saying that you're not in control, like, not, not that we're in control, but, like, you're not um, powerful enough to overcome the fear. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we just give it away.
0: Yeah, but, but there's, I mean, accepting and again, the humility, man, is just so, it's so crucial. And, it, and I've seen so much benefit from my own ability to do that and recognize it. Re, I mean, simply as is as, as simple as recognizing when you're wrong mm-hmm. and that realization, like it kind of stings a little bit sometimes because your ego wants to be right. But then like, you're like, fuck, I just, I just learned about the world more. I'm better. I'm better for it. You know? Yeah. and I, so, mean,
1: I think like, I don't know, there's, there's times where like you almost hope to be wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. if you're wrong, like that's a learning opportunity, you know, like it's a opportunity to grow and learn more. And I don't know, you can only ever be so right. And if that's, if that's your driving desire, then like, you know, how can you, how can you grow if you're always right? Like, if you always have a need to be right, like,
0: yeah, what's the point of even existing? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't necessarily mean that. I just mean like, no, I know I'm just, you know, I'm being silly and hold yourself back. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, okay, real quick. I I've drank, uh, water and caffeine. Would you, we can have a choice. We can either pause the episode or you can like talk about something while I go to the bathroom. What do you want to do?
1: Um, well, it's in your you hands. Know, like, when somebody Chris. puts you on the spot. Like, Hey, talk about something now.
0: Yeah. That's you're, um, that's what I'm doing. Do you <laughs> want to be put on the spot? Or you want me to pause?
1: Well, it's like, if, if, yeah, we can pause.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I knew the answer was coming. Hang on people. Um, you know, sometimes you drink liquids to wake yourself up and your body's like, Hey, these are toxins. Let's get these out. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. Okay. We'll be right back. We're back, we're back. We both removed waste product. Took a little potty break. Potty, potty break. Did it, did it smell like coffee? Mine did. Mine smelled like coffee.
1: Okay. Oh, no, not quite there yet. No,
0: your body's probably gotten to the point where it just sucks in all the caffeine because it's <laughs> so far down that rabbit hole of... Maybe. How many cups of coffee do you have? or I mean, I don't know if you drink coffee or tea or mate or...
1: um. It's like all day kind of sipping oh really you know, okay you know, just uh, beverage of choice
0: yeah dude i I love it i have to limit myself though because i have like voice issues right now um and caffeine like dehydrates you so it has potential to dehydrate your voice yeah you don't have um if you're not if your vocal cords aren't moist it'll moist mm. Uh, are lubricated or hydrated. They won't be lubricated. So they won't have a smooth thing. So they kind of be like a vocal fry, um, which I didn't <clears throat> didn't really have until working in a loud bar. And it really started in like, really started in like August. So I'm curious, like if there's something else uh, at play I've tried to figure it out, I've tried to isolate things. And I don't really know in between overuse. Obviously I have a, I have a podcast and I talk, but like, I've looked at it and like I sing and stuff too. Like I don't really do it more than I did prior and actually have gotten better at like selective speaking at work. So I'm not over talking, but there's like this, it's not like your voice going out. It's like my voice like, uh, frying and it, my throat gets really, really like all the muscles get really tight and it's so uncomfortable. And like, so I got like, I got my throat scoped out and go to speech therapy to try to talk more resonantly. But I, it means I have to talk in a higher pitch because it's more comfortable, and I fucking I sound weird. <laughs> but this is comfortable, yeah. you know. But this feels better. It's less effort. But I I sound like a fucking like balloon animal or something. <laughs> yeah. I it's it's really hard. I try to do it, but it's just like noticing certain like physical. I don't know if ailments and the thing, but just uh, reactions to what I'm repetitively doing with mm-hmm. my life. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm starting to see how this isn't necessarily suitable or, um, conducive to my overall health. And I'm very I'm pretty yeah, aware of like when shit's going wrong in my body.
1: It's interesting how you get, you know, as you get older, like, you know, or escape like your early 20s. Tw- how old are you now, Matt? 26. Okay. Yeah. So like, as you start to escape your early 20s, your body starts to, um, <laughs> react to the things that you've been doing ever since then, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I definitely I, I feel you on that. Like I don't um I don't I can't think of anything specific on the top of my head, but yeah, like my body does the same thing over certain things and Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh my 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 traps are extremely tight. My neck's tight. Mm. Um I mean you, you I work with, through do the thirteen hour shift on Friday and then the whole time I'm standing up without mats. Um I mean you know that we worked a culinary drop out together and mm. I'm shaking you know, for eight seconds, most cocktails with, you know, about two pounds mm-hmm. each hand. Generally, it's like I'm either two hand or one in each hand or shaking and stirring or shaking and spindle mixing. And I'm always trying to like five birds, mm-hmm. one stone as often as I can. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're in the flow, you're like, man, I'm tasting while I'm grabbing garnishes and I'm just, you're just, everything is as efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but there's, you know, I mean, ultimately I'll, I'll be making, I mean, 300 cocktails on a Friday. And I would say like sixty percent of those are shaken, maybe more. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a lot, man. That's like, you know, two hundred, three hundred times. Like you're you're fucking violently whipping back and forth two two maybe three pounds. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also touching you know every bottle I put in so with seven ingredients I put touching seven bottles. Mm-hmm. And you know, so I like you know going to physical therapy, to develop more ergonomic ways to do everything, strengthening uh, mm-hmm. exercises. But I'm like all. I, I go to work to get, to work hard to, to pay for health insurance that um, helps bail out my body from working so hard. Yeah. And it's just kind of circular at yeah. the point where I'm like, okay, well I'm seeing the end to it. You know, and I've, I've already admitted this, like it's, it's, I'm moving to Nashville and that's, uh,
1: that's when I'll be done.
0: Yeah, uh, the, if I have the bartend out there, I will. But
1: there's a saying, I, I, I wish I could remember it for Vedum, but it's something about like you spend your first part of the first part of your life is spent chasing wealth. And then the second part is spent like spending your wealth and your health or something or sacrifice. That's what it is. Sacrificing health for wealth. And then you're sacrificing your wealth for your health. You know what I'm saying?
0: So dumb. (laughs) Why can't you do both at the same time? Always.
1: I think you can. Yeah, you
0: can. It's just,
1: you gotta be more creative and like, it's be clinging. willing to like, vulnerability we're talking about. exactly be vulnerable enough to explore new things and accept the fact that you're going to fail at some stuff while you do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you can't be, you got to welcome that and try to challenge the norm.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, I, I, that's like what I'm about. I'm like, why does it have to be a loud bar with, why does it have to be these things? Why can't like, why can't this be more efficient? And there's certain things where it's like, you know, some people do things a certain way and ultimately that's how it's going to be. But like, you know, you're also fucking tall. I'm, I'm a tall person in a bar that's mm-hmm. not necessarily meant for a tall person, you know? And
1: <laughs> Tall people problems, man.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. so hard for us, man. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> no, but yeah, it's so basically
1: bars are prejudice against tall people. Yeah, It's
0: fucked up and yeah. left-handed people. They hate left-handed people. <laughs> uh, no, but I, yeah, I mean, I, I switched to right-handed and it's like, it's kind of crazy being a right-handed bartender and Society left-handed, side's
1: making you conform man.
0: yeah it's cool like getting 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 comfortable with like you know pouring like two feet above your jigger and then like cutting off the flow and whipping it I can yeah, do that with my left hand great hand. but then mm-hmm. do it, I'm like oh I can do it now cool it yeah. took me like two months but yeah. it, it's again it's one of those things where like I see crossover from that you know, I'm more in tune with my right hand now and my right arm. And so when I'm playing guitar, or playing piano, I'm more in tune with like f- f- uh, lending my awareness to what I'm doing with my right hand as much, you know? And so it's like, it's just cool. And like, I've maybe I've told you this before at the end of my life, because I, I have a very wide ranging, um, as do you, um, group of interests, uh, mm-hmm. and, <clears throat> and hobbies, so to speak. And I kind of see, you know, like the 10,000 hour rule, um, Mm -hmm. 10,000 hours to be mastered anything, every hour, every chunk of time I spend at something honing that craft, I kind of, uh, create a metaphor as if it's a, um, like a statue, right. A metaphorical statue. And at the end of my life, I'll probably have like 10 to 12 statues, that are pretty mostly carved. Some of them aren't gonna be crazy carved, you know. Maybe it's filmmaking that's like, oh he's got he's got the collarbone, the statue of David, imagine it's like he's got the head and the collarbone, he, he did pretty good. You know, maybe with uh liqueurs he's down to the dick. Maybe with uh <laughs> music he's got oh, just he just missing the toes. You pretty much almost mastered it. <laughs> uh, but I just want to have a various amount of statues where right? cool, I tried. I'm a I'm a I'm a B plus student in a lot of shit. That's yeah. pretty cool, yeah, you know. Yeah. And that's just kind of how I operate, and it's it's really interesting when you find people who are like A plus students in one thing. You're like, damn, it's it's just kind of cool. I'm like everyone's got their own way of operating and seeing certain people. I'm like you're really fucking good at this one thing. It's awesome, mm-hmm. you know. Like like virtuoso piano players and stuff. But like I play piano and guitar and I can, I can drum and I do all sorts of stuff. And like that's it that involves so much more time. I'm like, I wish like I could have 50 more years just to master those
1: like yeah I mean I would say like to speak to that like I was you know as you know very similar to you like in the sense that I was like trying to teach myself how to play guitar and I was like learning Sanskrit and fucking like, I remember like, this yeah you know, yeah yeah reading constantly and like working out like a madman like six days a week twice a day and all that shit and like I don't even know the painting and just you know <laughs> working in the restaurant and horseback riding yeah just hiking you know all that shit and uh you know, at some point, I think life, you know, for me, at least, I'm only speaking of my own experience, but like life for me, like it, it reeled in all my priorities when I had a kid, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. And, uh, I think that like, I don't know, some people would look at that as like a negative thing. Like, you know, I think that happens kind of a lot. Like, you know, there's a stigma, like when you're like a, a bachelor or whatever, like you look at people who have kids and you sort of see like freedoms that have like they've lost in having that new responsibility and stuff like that. But, you know, for me, like now I can look back at that time where like I was spread out doing all those things and like kind of had the same feeling that you just you just uh, sort of alluded to that, you know, like I do spend a lot of time doing doing a lot of these things. I want to be really good at all of them, but like there's not enough time. I wish there's more time. Right. You got to sort of abandon things. <laughs> yeah. And so you, st- you start to let things go. And like it's, it's yeah. hard to because. Of, you you know, said
0: it so much nicer. You said let things go. I'm like, I just said abandoned <laughs>
1: <laughs> But it's not even really like you're letting them go. Like, because, like, you still have the experience that you put in and, like, it, it was worthwhile at the time. So, and, and so, like, it, it helped to make you who you are now in making the decisions to, you know, reevaluate your priorities and, like, put them, polish you know, that bandwidth. Certain, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's all about, like, <clears throat> developing, like, your decision making capabilities, you know, mm-hmm. like how you interact with each moment. You know, that's all that we're doing is just developing that. And, um, you know, so, but, but yeah, you know, at some point, like life will, uh, more than likely start to reel those things in for you, you know? Yeah. So until that happens and fucking go all out, yeah, explore, you yeah. invest yourself in every single thing that you do and, uh, do it until, you know, you've either exhausted that investment or, um, you know, it just continues to grow and it grows with you and it yeah. becomes that thing, you know? But, um, yeah, you know, so for me it was like, you know, having a kid and having a daughter and like, you know, every, there's so much there's so much that goes into that like from an emotional emotional perspective like now it's no longer about what are all the things that interest me it's more so about like what type of a father do i want to be to this person what how do i want to facilitate their ability to be able to explore the things that interest them you know like that kind of stuff right it's huge that's and a
0: that's a that's a big change that, it's massive yeah it's yeah. massive
1: man but it's
0: uh i'm so aware of that being a thing and just I don't, you don't know until you know it, right?
1: Yeah, it's different experiencing it, you know? Cause like, I bet. Obviously, like, you can conceptualize it and stuff like that, but then, sure. like, you experience it, and it's like, wow, yeah, this is what it actually is like, and uh, it's cool, because it doesn't feel like you're sacrificing anything. It's so like, right now, like, to drop one thing, you're like, oh, fuck, man, like, I don't want to, like, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Like, Does it ever fuck you up when you think about dads that walk out on their kids? Yeah, man. Like you like, did, I have, like, is, I, is it hard for you to, like, contemplate, <laughs> like, or... Cause that's what I think. i like, I wonder what it's like once you have a kid thinking about those dads or, or moms, or whatever that fucking just peace. you know,
1: you know, there's, it's hard to, it's hard to just apply a generalization towards like, somebody's, somebody's experience, you know, because there could be so many different things that go into it. But mm-hmm. I don't know. My immediate like gut reaction is just like, you know, like I had a like a feeling just now, and you like brought that up, like because for me like it's inexcusable, like and to do that to like your like that's that's our whole reason for being here, right? Like, pretty much get that right. Like that's what life is for, is to like make life. Like make. if you look at the animal kingdom, like yep. that's the, that's what fucking we exist for, is to make more of us, right? And, but, but like as humans, like we're conscious, right? So we're matter perceiving matter. Like I said, we can perceive it, so that gives us like kind of this added responsibility to like interact with it in like a responsible way, like a steward. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, (laughs) no that's a that's a good way to yeah steward of a a living being
1: we're just we're stewards like you know we are like at the very least of the earth we are stewards of the earth because we can perceive what's going on we're bad stewards quite frankly like we're really shitty fucking stewards of the earth like as humanity as a whole
0: completely yeah we're inherently wasteful so that's a and
1: that's just one right but like so i don't know so for me to to abandon your kid like it's just uh I can't, I can't comprehend it. That's what I was going to ask. Like, I was asking. Yeah. I can't, I can't, yeah. Like I can't comprehend. Of I can't
0: comprehend it. I don't even have a child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it sucks. Like I, I can comprehend selfishness to a degree and like, but I just, I know that once, if I have a kid, everything's like, ah, uh, no, this is life now, you know? Yeah. yeah but, but like it, you can, it obviously comes from a genuine, seemingly from talking to you is an undeniable place of just complete love and
1: Oh, absolutely, man. You, uh, you learn how to love when you have a kid, like you think you know, love, like like when you have like a, you love your parents, right? Yeah. And you love your, your siblings and you love your, your best friends and people that are close to you and, um, and stuff and and your partner, you know, and you love your spouse and all that stuff. Right. But, uh, then you have a kid (laughs) and you're like, holy shit, this is what it is. And it's (laughs) nothing. It's unconditional. Like it's, it's like we, like people talk about unconditional love a lot. Right. And, uh like it's something hard to attain and things of like that. But with a kid, it's not like, it's truly not like, and I, I would say that even those parents that we were just talking about that, that abandoned the kids, whatever, like, I think they still know that, like that unconditional yeah. kind of love because you truly, I don't know. It's almost, it's almost biological. Like we're, we're born with a set of emotions, right? Like you're not, yeah, right? we, cer- humans have emotions, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have a kid and you love that kid. Like it's just, it's a biological like reaction almost. Yeah. Time. And it's just like, it's no longer like love is no longer conceptual like it's not a hard to describe feeling or hard to uh t- hard to identify feeling when it's there right like do i love this do I, like when you're like in the dating like, yeah yeah like, yeah like uh the first phase of a serious relationship do i love this person yeah like the first date I don't <laughs> like, I don't do, do I, like what is love right like it's kind of this big question and stuff like that but i don't know man like for me at least and I would say a lot of parents would uh, probably attest to this. Like you have the kid and, and you're like, fuck, <laughs> like, this is what it is. Like, yeah. this is what it is. And
0: do you talk to your mom about it a lot and your dad, like do you were like, yeah. see, like, yeah, Hey guys, this is where i met." Cause my parents always tell me like, dude, just wait till you have a kid and you'll then talk to us.
1: No, for real. <clears throat> um, it's, it's brought so many things, you know, from our relationship, uh, out and, and develop them and, in the conversation and it's caused me to like ask questions to them that I otherwise wouldn't have asked and see things from a different perspective that in the past, like, you know, have whatever, like either been like a really good thing or, or just, or a memory or, or a place of contention or whatever. Like you start to see it from a different perspective and how things, uh, could have really been in the relationship because then at the same time too, like, you know, I feel like I'm just a kid raising a kid, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm sure that a lot of parents like feel that way as well. But like when you're a kid looking at your parents, like, they're superheroes you know what i'm saying yeah. like they're or like looking at adults even like they're adults you know, Like they like there's something separate right they, but yeah. it's not that no like they're, they're just
0: children who grow right? up
1: and like none of us know what we're doing like that's another big thing <laughs> nobody knows what the fuck they're doing man like you know what i mean yeah. like you try things and they work you're like cool i know what i'm doing yeah yeah it's the attachment to thinking you know what you're doing you know that sort of creates some problems but if you just admit like like none of us know what the fuck we're doing no. like that opens you up to that I
0: don't know what I'm doing with podcasting is it's worked already so yeah but it <clears> opens
1: <throat> you up to being able to be vulnerable you know what I mean like um the title of this episode vulnerability with Chris Fox I guess. um but yeah man like it's 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 uh it's made our relationship much closer and stuff cool like that and put put things in perspective that you know I couldn't understand before you know it's impossible to understand before yeah you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I love that when I found out you were having a kid I'm like yeah he's will he'll be he'll, he'll be just fine <laughs> yeah
1: yeah it's the best dude I, I, I really i love her i get to spend every morning with her and you know i have uh this path that i'm on now where i don't have to be anywhere i don't want to be ever um and good for you man that's yeah. rad yeah so it's cool um yeah. do you want another kid yeah i do um yeah i i, I was just gonna say like i want to I wait a little bit I don't really, no i definitely want another kid um but it's uh, tough, man. Like I just love like the one, right? I love Willow like so much right now, and yeah. it's, it's 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 hard to imagine having to split that. You know what I mean? But I definitely want that experience. I'll be, yeah, as I'll be well. in another phase too. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah.
0: It's I a whole other phase. I, I find it hard for myself, and my own uh, path to justify having more than one child with someone. Yeah, you know, fifty percent replacement rate, like in the max too. You know, but like I just. Yeah, I think Give I all only your love want, to one kid and, I think you I know, only want one more I'd adopt I'd be more prone to adopt yeah. more, more inclined Sorry More inclined to adopting uh, A second child than having But I don't fucking know I'm not gonna act like I know
1: Yeah I don't know I think
0: We'll get there if I get there
1: Based off of Willow's life so far Paige and I have pretty good genes So I think uh, You know yeah, <laughs> Ooh, yeah you Try guys are both very
0: pretty, pretty people Yeah Well,
1: not only that I don't mean it from that perspective No, that's what I mean. you made mean, No, okay. I meant that <laughs> the like super fucking smart, man Like it's crazy oh, She was literally walking nine months Like the day she turned nine months Just walking And like Luck since it. then she's yeah. been like She's fearless, man And like her personality is just like
0: Yeah, and obviously I was joking about the pretty You guys, I'm not joking You guys are definitely pretty people But like, yeah You're also really fucking intelligent people too And so, yeah, it's cool, man She's gonna be She's gonna be just fine do um, you think Arizona is your permanent home? Um, is there anywhere you desire to be? Any any places that I don't know? You crave?
1: I so for a long time I I didn't. Um, I wanted to like get out of Arizona, and that's like why I went to uh, school in Utah. And like, um, but I don't. It doesn't really matter to me. I think uh, anymore. Okay. Know? Like uh, I I like Arizona. Like I think it's cool. I I like seeing it grow and stuff like that. But like for me, it's just more so like. I don't know, just about, like, s- safety and comfortability and, you know, it's nice here. So, uh, it's it's kind of like what I was talking about earlier. Like, I don't really think about, like, it's not, like, my desire to be somewhere else anymore. Like, I would go somewhere else if it were, like, in Willow's best interest to do that. Okay. You know what I mean? And, like, we have family around us here. And, you know, I wasn't really close with, like, my grandparents. I, like, really didn't know my grandparents, like, growing up. Like, it was yeah. basically, like, you know... I mean, it essentially, like, my brother, my mom, and myself, you know? Like, I don't really know any of my extended family or anything. And like, Damn. Willow, being here, has an opportunity now to, like, be very, very, very close with, like, her fucking six, sex of grandparents. <laughs> like, yeah. our, our family uh, structure is different than most. But, you know, she's got a shitload of family here. And that, you know, the support that we have felt as young parents just from that alone is wonderful. But then also, like, her ability to, like, have, like, truly meaningful relationships with a lot of family members is... Seems pretty cool. So, I don't know. You know, if we end up somewhere else, cool. If not, yeah, cool. uh, yeah, it is what it is.
0: Cool. Is Paige like staying here?
1: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So far, at least. Yeah. Cool. We don't have any plans on moving anytime yeah, soon. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. You just, you just moved to down the Gilbert yeah. down to suburbia. Well, uh, dude, I've had a great conversation with you. I think we should probably wrap it up just because of time constraint on my, on my part. Um, no it's crazy. It's one of the shorter episodes we've done, but I think we covered some good stuff. I just want to take a moment to promote anything you're doing right now. I know you kind of, like, I don't want really to need to promote my like, yeah, I have you on here just because I want to have a conversation and catch up. I also like, use this as best as I can with whatever fucking small platform I have to, to help, you know, promote other people because I think that, you know, you lend value to the world. So what are you, what are you doing? What what do you want people to hear about? Where can people find you?
1: Um, well, yeah. So uh, you know, the main company I've been working on for a while now, is Bambox Produce, it's uh you know, kind of in line with all, I'm sure probably a lot of the stuff that you guys talk about on the show. And yeah, um, you know, so it's a hydroponic farm. Uh, we grow, we have eight times the production, uh, I guess, capacity. We, we produce eight times as much produce as what would be grown outside in, using 95% less water. Um, so that's been a, that's awesome. a work in progress for a while now. And it's at a kind of a pivotal like growth growth point. So uh, that can be found at bandboxproduce.com. Um, so yeah, I'll
0: put the link in the show notes too so people can find it.
1: Cool. And then at bandboxproduce on Instagram. But yeah. Dope. Cool.
0: Well, cool, man. Yeah, that's funny. I met you when you started that, like, around the, around the time where you first, I remember you first telling me, like, dude, I met this guy. He's doing vertical farming. <laughs> and then it's just cool. Think about where you were at then and now where it's gotten. Like, yeah. you know, as, as much as it's, like, taken a lot of your life out and you've you've obviously, like, you know, you've put in your time and stuff with it. But it's, like, it's, at the end of the day, it's, like, just the perspective of, like, how much I've seen you grow from, you know, yeah. like, you, you're you so much more... You're already a centered person just because... I also want to ask you another question after this, but just seeing you, like, especially with a, with a child, man, like...
1: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's definitely not, not easy. <coughs> Starting anything of course. From, from scratch isn't easy, you know. But, you know, we went from one, you know, two foot by four foot, like, those wire racks, that mm-hmm. like, Regency wire shelves that are used in, like, restaurants and stuff for, like, mm-hmm. storage of pots <coughs> and shit. Yeah. You know, so we were growing on, like, one of those. There was four levels. So we went from literally that to... You know, in terms of those racks, we probably have 200 of them now, but <laughs> that's a 5,000 square foot facility down yeah. in Tempe and we're producing like, I haven't done the math in a while, but like, you know, 400 pounds of produce a month out of there and it's at maybe 20% capacity. You know, so yeah. <laughs> we've got a lot of, lot more. Growing think about here.
0: 400 pounds of produce. Like just think about the, uh, how many leaves. That that's, <laughs> a <lot of> leaves. <laughs> that's a lot of leaves. That's, that's a, a lot dude. of leaves, dude. It's mostly microgreens, right?
1: Uh, yeah, mostly microgreens. We do, um, we do some basil, different types of basil and stuff like that as well. And then lettuce, yeah. um, you know, we do the salads and we're, we're shifting our focus from the direct to consumer model to, you know, supplying to businesses and going in the distribution. route. Yeah, that's cool. That kind of thing, so.
0: There's definitely big demand for that. And like the cool thing about that is it's, it's Arizona has a year round climate regardless, just because of the lack of frost. Mm-hmm. Obviously certain things don't do great in the summer, but like, mm-hmm. Vertical farming is year round, no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know and that's and that's a that's a really cool thing. And um, all right, so is is it, is it still going to be available in uh, farmers markets?
1: Um, yeah, so we're just bouncing around farmers markets right now. Okay, um, but the the ideal you know, situation going forward. And what we're gearing towards right now is, in you know, not just available in farmer's markets, but available at markets, you know, whole foods and things like that. So That's
0: sure. cool. Yeah. It takes some scaling, but yeah, I, w- I would love to see that happen. I think it's a good product. Everything I've ever had from it tastes great. And I would love to see it benefit you in some way. Um, and everyone involved with it. Uh, but, um, what I was going to ask you is, do you still do yoga? Do you still practice? Do you still teach? Like what's, what's going on there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, for me, like. Uh, with all this stuff, like, you know, like we said at the beginning of uh, the conversation, like I dove in pretty deep for a long time. And, um, you know, at this point I've kind of like, just internalized it all, you know, like Mm. for for a while, like I was all about like, not only learning, but um, you know, spreading the message and talking about it and, you know, trying to kind of like, you know, share the awareness and, and, and that kind of thing as well. And I'm still about that, you know, like I still love having these kind of conversations and stuff, but like, as far as like a day-to-day thing you know it's it's a different thing to like read and talk about it and like sit in a room and like meditate and some like of that and then so it's one one way you know and i think that's probably like the most uh when you think about like you know doing some sort of a spiritual like study or whatever like you know learning more and going in depth like that's kind of like how we think about it but that's not integrated in your life you know so like for me it's like i've kind of internalized it all at this point and uh I do like my own version of like yogas and and stuff like that. Like Mm -hmm. it's more of like the philosophical, um, like meanings behind it and stuff like sort of like, you know, the goal, the goal of yoga is, is not to, I mean, obviously it's to clear the mind and like, you know, with with the physical uh, asanas and stuff like that, it's to keep the body like in a, in a state that is going to facilitate like our highest level of consciousness and awareness and stuff like that. Um, but it doesn't just stop there. You know, it's, 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 a whole way of living and stuff. And so, you know, I dove in and, and rather than, you know, making it my mission to kind of like to teach the yoga classes and stuff like that, like <clears throat> it's more so my mission just to integrate those practices and teachings and like into my life. And so that's what I try to do. Um, and, and share them with my daughter. And yeah, that's and a huge thing. Like that that's well. cool. That's know. gotta be fun. Yeah, it is, man. It's cool. Like it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's fucking awesome actually. Especially
0: starting at such a young age, like just making those things inherent, like
1: Yeah, it's just little things, you know, like you know uh, we I feel like we have like uh the parenting style where it's like if they do something bad, punish them, you know. But getting to like interact with that um from a standpoint of like allowing them to learn, like you know what I mean, like just play with life you know like that's what it's all about it's just playing with life and so yeah life
0: is play for sure
1: yeah yeah so yeah, that's, no, a, that's the
0: funny thing it life is yeah especially with businesses man business is just a game you know everything
1: man relationships are a game you know what yeah. I mean? Like it, it all is right like this podcast is a game you know yeah. like like us just sitting here like right now like it's, it's just a play between you and I talking right it's just a little back and forth it's right? gravitating it's
0: around each other man
1: yeah um but yeah, so no, I, I don't like. I don't like go to the studio or anything like that anymore. <clears throat> you know? Okay, um, a lot of it is time, quite frankly. Oh yeah, dude, I, you're
0: you're crunch, man.
1: I hate that excuse, but uh, you know, yeah, I, I it's,
0: it's a true good. thing. Like, the, you may, maybe you might. I I think I think of it in like physical and mental time. You know, yeah. I have mental time to do so much shit, but sometimes like I, if you can't you can't forget to live. You know, ambitions are awesome, but it's also like just just live, just be, yeah. just sit outside and read, just watch the sky you know nice. what's, gonna, what's that going to hurt just because you have like a, a, you know and so that's something I'm trying to do is just shave off any <clears throat> anything that's stressful that's mm-hmm. causing me stress get out of the way and do it go through phases where like I'll deep clean everything one day and I'll take care of all these like maybe financial obligations or <laughs> filing things or random miscellaneous things I've been putting off and I get all the stressful shit out of the way I'm like cool nothing's stressful I just sit and enjoy and I, I live you know mm-hmm. we can't forget to live life's meant to be lived absolutely you know um but yeah, dude. So great to hang with you today and talk and even though the time was a little bit short. Um thank you for coming on. Is there anything else you'd wanna share with people or oh,
1: that's it, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah,
0: I'd love so, to have you on again. We'll have a longer combo and we'll yeah. really get down. Yeah, that'd be cool. Maybe I'll get you high too.
1: I'm a dad up. now. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> <Yeah, no. laughs> You'll start hearing your voice, you're like, Who's that? <laughs> Chris, it's you. <laughs> No, it's who am I? Oh, goddamn! damn. Uh, well, love you, dude. I really, really appreciate
1: you coming on, man. Love you too, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, bye-bye. Okay.
0: All right. You've listened to another episode and I thank you for that. Uh, I would really appreciate uh, anyone who likes the show to, to to share the word to your friends. I also have shirts for sale if anyone wants to wear a cool, well-fitting ringer tee with a good design on it and a witty little catchphrase, which is the title of my podcast. Um, it would be nice to see some shirts out there and, uh, you know, support me, bro. Uh, uh, I don't have nothing uh, coming up as of yet. Maybe I mentioned that in the intro. Can't remember. Can't fucking remember what I mentioned or don't mention. I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode with Chris. Chris is a uh, a special guy. And, um, yeah, it's it was cool to catch up with him. It was really nice. And I appreciate uh, his existence greatly. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Arcadia Meat Market. Uh, this episode is brought to you by them in part. In part, viewers like you. No, well, they are viewers like you. Uh, I love those guys. And I really, really do... Um, You know, I would, I talked about them and I would talk about them even if they weren't my sponsor, because I think you hear people talking about building the community all the time and like, how the fuck do you build a community if you're buying, if you're not buying into the community, you gotta, you gotta help pay, you know, got to help pay the bills for the community. So an example of doing that is going into a local shop such as Arcadia Meat Market, such as, you know, Savage or going into... One of these small local businesses that are selling stuff or even like, you know, say Phoenix public market where they sell local meat, hot sauces or the, the Sonoran pasta company. I think it's Sonoran pasta. I can't remember. The, it, pretty sure it's Sonoran pasta. I'm going to have them on soon. Um, we'll talk about it. I'm excited because those guys are awesome and their stuff's great. I have some in my fridge right now. I'm going to cook tomorrow. But Arcadia Meat Market sells all this stuff. They sell they sell hot sauces. They sell wine and beer. The whole gamut. I mean, anything you want. Uh, any Any they do custom cuts if you wanted. You gotta let them know in advance. But their their stuff is, fuck man. They just get good beef and good pork, <coughs> really good pork. You know, and really good chicken and um uh, and and lamb too. I get lamb there sometimes. I made lamb neck stew a few weeks ago. That was cool. Um, I just care about what they do and uh and I appreciate them for uh you know, for, for doing what they do and they are offering 15% off to listeners. So if you mention my uh, podcast name, so go in, go in, uh, and mention, tell your mom, I love her and you'll get 15% off uh, ground beef, <coughs> ground beef in particular. And they, uh, they, they, they get great ground beef. You know, it's not some bullshit, um, mislabeled stuff. It's, it's high quality, uh, Arizona meat. What more could, what more could you want? You know, and, if you're talking, if you think you buy local, you better fucking, you better show some proof, man, go to Arcadia Meat Market, um, yeah, I just, you know, I like building the community, I like supporting friends, I like supporting people who are cool, and that's a good example of them, so, anyway, check out, uh, check out, um, <coughs> Produce, too, uh, Chris, who was just on, uh, helps really kind of, like, drive that company to what it's gotten to and um uh, check out them at the far check them out at the farmer's market i know it's it's very hard for me to go to the farmer's market like i've uh said and I, I suck at a lack of sleep and you know it's it's difficult after getting out of work at 3 a.m to go in hit the farmer's market um before uh before noon realistically i know it ends at one but like before noon's when all the the right pickings are um I got lots of, lots of stuff at home too to to pick from, and yeah. Anyway, you know, that's all I got right now. I'm gonna try to wind down for the evening and post this episode online. But please, uh, please pat yourself on the back for uh, bearing through my, uh, my, my my radio voice. I don't know. Thank you for listening. It really does me a lot that you are, um, if you are, you know. All right, well, happy holidays. I'm going to hopefully have another episode out before the, the Christmas time happens so that I can do a little more acapella, but we don't know the future, do we? <laughs> oh, bye. Yeah, anyway, have a great night. Mm, bye.